are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Luke chapter 2 is perhaps the most used scripture text in pulpits, especially during Christmas time. Brother Fenera preached a powerful message from this chapter last week, and our pastor preached from the same chapter, uh, both morning and evening services last Sunday. Yet different amazing truths. And by the way, may I say this, the word of God will never run out of life-changing truth. Amen. Luke chapter 2, follow along as I read these verses. Brother Martinez, do you preach long messages? No, I truly believe in what the Bible says. Blessed are those who preach short, they'll be asked to preach again. And uh, poquito. Verse number 11, please, Luke chapter 2. The Bible says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David. This is referring to Bethlehem, the place where it was prophesied to be the city of the Messiah's birth. Micah chapter 5, verse number 2. The Bible says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ, the Anointed One. He is Lord. Verse number 12. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the baby in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. That means heavenly army. A large number of angels. 10,000 times 10,000. Daniel chapter 7. Praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward man. Now just imagine, let's stop right there. Imagine thousands of angels singing, glory to God in the highest. By the way, we're going to join them soon. (laughs) We'll be checking out of here soon. And it could happen in a moment. Verse number 15, please. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away. From them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go in even to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pardoned them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. For this short moment, I'd like to speak on the subject, "'Twas the night after Christmas." "'Twas the night after Christmas, Father in heaven. Thank you for giving us the reason to celebrate this season yesterday. Thank you for coming down to this wicked world to save sore sinners like us. Lord, help me to be a blessing tonight, a conduit of your blessing. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd sweep through every pew. Undoubtedly, not all are saved. Perhaps some are watching who are not saved. Please speak to their hearts. Whatever the need may be, Lord, I ask that you'd please use me. Guide my lips, Lord. Speak. To their hearts is my prayer, and I give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. The events following the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ captured 
my attention. And tonight is the night after Christmas. It's my prayer that we learn from the actions from the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ from Luke chapter number 2. I see, first of all, their witness after Christmas. Their witness after Christmas. It's amazing that the very first witnessing about our Lord Jesus Christ, the very night happened, took place when he was born. And the last witnessing happened on the cross of Calvary when he won that thief, took him to paradise. The first activity about our Lord is winning souls, and the last activity about our Lord is winning souls done by our Lord himself. Look at verse number 17, please. The Bible says that when they had seen it, they, what's the next two words there, church? Let's say it together. Made known. Now, we all know shepherds are just sheep guides. We all know shepherds are just simple ragtag herders. They're not religious experts. But God used them in a, to announce the greatest story the world has ever known. And praise God, that makes me want to shout, amen. Oh, hallelujah to his name. God can use simple people. God can use simple Christians. God can use untalented people. God can use ordinary Christians just like you and me to tell sinners about our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. God can use a nobody to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. Amen. The scripture says, following the birth of our Lord, the night after Christmas, these shepherds made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. That's the simplest definition of the word witnessing. A soul winner is a witness. Our Lord told his followers in Acts chapter number 22, verse number 15, the Bible says, For thou shalt be his witness to all men of what thou hast seen and heard. You may write this down. The word witness, according to Greek dictionary, is one who can or does declare what he has seen or heard or know. If you've been saved, and by the way, if that's you tonight, say a loud amen. Don't lose the wonder of being saved. The moment you lose the wonder of being saved, backsliding is around the corner. I rejoice every day. I don't want to lose the wonder of it all. Praise God, I'm saved. You've heard, we've experienced, and have knowledge of salvation. We are considered a witness. One of the very first things that the shepherds did as soon as they met Christ's child, the Savior of sinners, was they told others about him. I see the witness. I see there's no reluctance in their witness. Look at verse number 17 again. And they had seen it. They made known. Perhaps these shepherds knew the city of Bethlehem well enough that after having met the Savior in a manger, without delay, the, they told everyone about him. There's a sense of extreme urgency to act now. I see no reluctance in their witness. I see no restraint in their witness. Look at verse number 17. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad. The scripture didn't say the only, they only told their fellow shepherds or they only told the people close to them about our Lord. 
they made known abroad. I see there's no limitations to their witness. My family was reached with the gospel in the early 80s. And praise God for a godly aunt who sent a soul winner from the States. She contacted someone in the Philippines. Can you please witness to my lost loved ones there in Bulacan? I've been praying for them. And I praise the Lord for that soul winner who kept knocking on our door. I remember first time he knocked on our door. Grandma opened the door. Grandma was a religious leader in our church. As a matter of fact, she started a Catholic church in our town. She's a hardcore religious lady. Man, she slammed the door so hard, I felt so bad with that preacher. And she, that preacher came back, and came back, and came back. I remember I was just a little boy. We were watching Scooby-Doo Black and White Channel. Amen. How many remember that? And <laughs> this preacher knocked on the door. And as soon as she opened the door, this was a different world, different time. All right, you don't do that here. He put his foot on the door. So grandma couldn't close the door. You don't do that here, all right. This is in the Philippines. I said, Grandma, let me hang on, hang on. Your daughter sent me here because she wants me to tell you about something. And she listened. I remember, I remember grandma listened. I was just a little boy. I said, What's going on? I didn't understand what's going on. And this preacher opened the Bible. And I remember seeing the Bible open. And boy, to fast forward the, the, the story. Oh, my mother got saved. I got saved. My four sisters got saved. We prayed for a long time for my dad. And he got saved. And praise God for that special someone who took the gospel to us. I see there's no revision of the shepherd's witness. Look at verse number 17, the last part, please. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them according to Christ. Look at the last part of verse 20, please. As it was told unto them, the shepherds made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning our Savior. I didn't see the feelings shared to them. They transferred. No, the saying that was told to them, not the religious ritual shared to them. Not the traditions of men shared to them. They made known abroad the truths which was told them concerning Jesus Christ. It was passed down to them. I remember the very first time we went out soul winning. I arrived here in 1996. I remember pastor said, all right, we're going to go door knocking. I remember the location. It was Bowers and Central near Carl's Jr. I remember restaurant spots all right it was spring i remember we got partnered with several men and we went door knocking and i got partnered with pastor i'm like how in the world i didn't know romans road i didn't know how to do it still learning i said <laughs> i don't know you probably forgot now i remember it pastor i said pastor can i pray can you just talk and i watch him lead people to christ Most of my soul-winning approaches were learned from other witnesses as I observed them lead people to Christ. I would watch Brother Pusin lead people to Christ. Man, I would just pick up these things, these truths. If I have one desire in prayer for 2019, it is for our Lord to use me and my wife to lead more souls to him if he tarries. 
I remember growing up, there's an alleyway right by my grandma's house, and I remember every time I passed by that alleyway, going to the back door, uh, neighbor, the neighbors back there, there's a man there, an ex-convict, the name of Rolando. Just got out of jail. I was just a young lad, and I didn't want to go back that alley, but it seems like every time I pass by there, there's that ex-convict, tattooed up from head to foot. And I literally was so scared of him. I remember the last time I passed there, I said, I'm not going to go through there. I want to make sure he's not there. I mean, I was so scared of this guy, big guy, all tattooed up, just got out of jail. One day, I was working in the church. I was the industrial engineer of the church over there. That means I was in charge of the dust. And um, it was Monday, and the doors opened, and I was there by myself, and here comes Rolando. The back door, I'm like, I'm dead. I'm being killed, clean church, headline. And he looked at me, I said, uh-oh. He doesn't look, he looked pale. He said, take me to the hospital, I am having a heart attack. And right away, I took that church vehicle and I drove to the hospital. I was like, I was in a hurry, just like O.J. Simpson running from the law, amen. I was just like trying to get him there. I kept the angels busy. And I was driving, here was a dying man next to me. I was so scared, Brother Ron. I'm like, Lord, I hope he doesn't die right here. And the Lord pricked my heart and said, you better witness to him. I, I didn't know Romans Road. I, all I knew was John 3.16 and John 14.6. And I remember trying to talk to this man and just trying to carry a conversation with him about the Lord. And I, I explained to him how I got saved, how my dad was saved. And I remember explaining to him, this is how it is. We ended up in the hospital. He got better. I remember he got out of the hospital. I found him in church at the back. And man, he became a faithful member of that small church. After a year and a half, I did his funeral. I became his good friend. We, we were buddies. I would, I would visit people and I would take him sometimes. We would just walk. And I did his funeral and I said, Lord, if you'll give me more, Rolando, I'll try to do my best. To tell them about you. I wish I could tell you that every people I talked to about the Lord, I led to him. So many regrets. By the way, that, that's you. You're like me. Can you hear us loud? Amen. We have many missed opportunities. But here's what I'm trying to say. God can use all of us to be witnesses to reach more souls in 2019. Twas the night after Christmas, I see the witness for Christ. Twas the night after Christmas, I see the wonder after Christmas. Look at the miraculous results of their, of their witness. Look at verse number 18, please. Let's read it all together. Luke chapter 2, verse number 18. Ready, begin. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by... Woo! You see, the scripture is not giving us any details about the hearer seeking out the Christ child. But after they heard about him, the Bible says they wondered at those things which were told them. 
by the shepherds. Oh, it's always a joy to see people saved. It's just a joy. You cannot explain it. We moved to a new neighborhood. We went from the other end of the runway of the San Jose airport to the other end. I was like, it's, we, we love it. It's a new neighborhood. And I immediately, my wife and I prayed that we'd be able to lead our neighbors to the Lord. And the one on the left, he's lost. He's, I think he's a, a God mocker. I prayed with him three weeks ago before surgery. He, he just started laughing. Prayed that he get saved. The one on the right, Brookie told me, I said, Daddy, I have a certain amount of number I want to see saved this year. And I'm short one. Did you know that there is one prayer that I always make, that I always get a 100% answer? What is that prayer, Brother Martinez? It's the prayer for souls. If I pray, Lord, can you please allow me to witness to someone? God answers my prayer. John 15, 16, you may read that later. If we pray for souls, God will give it to us. That's one prayer that will get answered 100% if we do our best to seek answer for that prayer. So I said, Brooke, perfect time. We have not dropped off our gift, so let's drop it off tonight. We've been waiting. So we knocked on the door this afternoon before church, uh, around 5 o'clock, and there she was. She said, come on, come on, come on, come on in. Last week, I, she gave me an envelope with a church name on it, with money in there. I'm like, I like this person already. And uh, I was, hey, I want you to give this to, the, to your church. I said, come on in. So we came in and gave her her, her present. And, and I said, Jen, Virginia, I want to talk to you. She said, I know what you're going to talk to me about. It's your church, your church, yeah, North Valley Church. I, it's all about that church. I said, no, I'm not here for that. I'm going to ask you one question and I'll leave. I said, Virginia, you can be honest with me. I said, uh, if you were to die today, do you know 100% sure you're going to heaven or you don't know? She said, oh, yeah, I know. I said, Virginia, how did you know? Because I believe in heaven. I believe in heaven. I said, I wish I could tell you by believing in heaven, you could be there. There's only one way to heaven. It's not heaven. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. I showed him 1 John 5, 13. You can know for sure that heaven is. Fast forward the story. Brooke was over there praying. We got to lead her to Christ before the service. Tears in her eyes. And here's what she said, and I was trying to avoid the subject. She said, do you think my husband Tom is in heaven? See, I didn't tell you. Last Thanksgiving, he passed away. He's married now for 48 years. I'm trying to avoid the subject because for the longest time since I moved there, I met him three times. Not one time I told him about the Lord. I said, Virginia, I hope so. And I said, will you please forgive me by not telling him about what I told you tonight? Now, by the way, how many of you have that regrets? All of us. I wish I told that person. I wish I told that person. I wish I told that person. I don't know where he's at. Perhaps right now the Lord is bringing some names. I see the 
even his mother. Look at her reaction in verse number 19. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She had a glimpse of what the Son of God will do for the rest of his earthly life, and that is winning souls. I see the witness after Christmas. I see the wonderful things happen after Christmas because of their witness. I see number three, I'm done, I'm done. I see the worship after Christmas. Look at verse number 20, please. And the shepherds return, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. If you will study Luke chapter 1 and Matthew chapter 2, you will notice there are worships involved during and after Christmas. No, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about this modern worship that these modern churches are doing, like, yeah, praise. I'm not going to go there. But anyways, I'm not talking about that. You study the Christmas story in Matthew, chapter number 2, Luke chapter 2. The characters in the Christmas story learn the importance of true biblical worship. Mary worshiped our Lord in Luke chapter 1, verse number 49. Zechariah worshiped our Lord in Luke chapter 1, verse 63. The multitudes of angels, the heavenly army, the worship of them in Luke chapter number 2. The wise men worship our Lord in Matthew chapter 2. They learn the importance of ministering to God Almighty. This past Christmas, one of the hardest people to shop for are those who have everything. How many of you know that? Amen. I asked my wife, I said, honey, what do you want for Christmas? She said, nothing. I mean, that lady's blessed. She's married to a good husband, good-looking husband, you name it. And she asked me, what do you want for Christmas? I said, nothing. We're, we've been blessed. I don't know. I can't think of anything. So <laughs> we opened our present. There's cash in there. He said, here you go. Buy whatever you want. I'm like, okay. And then she pulled out the stockings over there and pulled it out. I gave her an envelope too. Same amount. We just got reimbursed. <laughs> Same exact amount. I'm like, we think alike. But I did mention one thing to my, one, of, one of my sisters. This is what I want for Christmas. See, I drive a 2004 GMC diesel truck. How many diesel followers over here? I mean, that truck is, yeah. I'm like the brown neck in the hood, amen, when I'm driving that truck. Truck is loud. And then you, you press that gas, you hear that, this diesel whistle. Oh yeah, that's music. You know, that's what the trumpet will sound. I mean, I know, I'm not gonna. I love that truck. It's got an Allison transmission. It's got 6.6 Duramax. Man, that thing can tow a house. Love it. There's one thing about that truck though. The horn is broken. There's something about mean truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beep. I mean, it's horrible. Big truck. Prius pulled in front of you. Beep. I mean, it's. Sometimes I just roll the window. Get out of the way. No, I don't do that. <laughs> so she, she, she bought 
This gift, I mentioned to her, I wanted it. That's one thing I wanted. One thing. Guess what it was? A train horn. Yes. I'm talking about real train horn with compressor. I mean, my sister came through. What do you use that for? People on cell phones in the stoplight. I'm going to use that with that thing. No, no, I'm not going to. I know it's illegal, but I'm not going to use it in the street, I promise. Just in the property over here, waking up by the Shelton. All right. And then, uh, man, I felt, man, I, I opened that box, Brother Bertram. I'm like, yes, train horn in that big truck. I feel like a Superman. Amen. Did you know? In the Bible, our almighty God, I'm talking about the God who put everything in existence. I'm talking about the one who owns everything. <laughs> he asked for one thing from his people. One thing. What is it? Turn to the next book over, please, and we're done. I want you to see this truth. Twas the night after Christmas, I see the worship. Number three. Look at verse number 23. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the, what church? John chapter 4, verse number 23, I'm sorry. John 4, 23. The Bible says, but the hour cometh. Are you there? Say amen. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the, what church? One more time, please. When the, underline that there in your Bible, please. Referring to the cleansed. Luke 17, 17. I'm talking about the forgiven. That's us. Shall worship the Father in spirit. The Bible didn't say not in the flesh, not in postures, not in hype, not in beats, not in productions, not in performance, not in shows. But in spirit and in truth. Let's read the last part together. Ready? Begin. For the Father. Whew. He's looking for true worshipers. I looked up that name, or that word worship. What does that mean? According to 1829 Webster's Dictionary, worship means to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. God seeks our extravagant love, our extreme submission and honor to him. God is looking for true worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. You see, I wonder how many times we pray just to get from God, and we ought to. You have not because you ask not. But many times we pray just to ask for our own needs. And nothing wrong with that. Prayer is asking. But many times we're guilty of giving God the honor first. Brother Bertram, that prayer helped me tonight. Isn't that amazing? When the Lord prayed, he didn't start by praying, give us this day our daily bread. He started, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. You see, God ministers to us when we pray to him. 
We minister to God when we praise Him. Prayer is for us. Praise is for God. Why was David, a shepherd boy, chosen as a king of Israel by God? Why was he called a man after God's own heart? Why was King David so blessed with people and so blessed with power, so blessed with position and prestige and possessions? The secret to his blessings is that he learned to bless the Lord. Read the book of Psalms. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord. You study Psalm 145 through 150. There's no asking. It's all praising God. North Valley Baptist Church, if there's a need for us next year, we need the day, the night after Christmas, more witnessing so we'd see the wonderful works of witnessing. We need more of extreme, extravagant love and honor for God. Let me finish now. You fast forward the story. There is a man by the name of Herod. He was a king. Hard-hearted, savage leader. You see, he had an opportunity to escape the fires of hell, but he died rejecting Christ. He had the opportunity to worship the king of kings and the lord of lords, but he missed of his pride. Like Herod, so many missed the first coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and sad to say, many will miss the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. My question tonight is this, are you saved tonight? Do you know 100% sure that heaven is your eternal home when you die? Those of you watching on the internet, are you saved tonight? Are you a witness for Christ? Am I a witness for Christ? Are we a witness for Christ? How about our worship? How about our walk with God? Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.